0: The following is a fourth-hand production. Join us as we travel down the road of anal probes and missing time with the abduction of Barney and Betty Hill on this week's episode of Hysteria 51.
1: Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth.
2: Welcome in Hysteria Nation to another award-winning edition of Hysteria Fifty-One
3: Participation Award. It's still an award.
2: <laughs> the podcast you listen to in the shower and need a shower after you listen to. I'm your host John Goforth, sometimes also referred to as Gofo by my friends. Uh, with me tonight and for all times.
3: That's that's scary. Yeah, that is scary.
2: It's My co-captain <laughs> on this fantastic voyage, Mr. Brent Beauregard Pickett Burnside Hand. Thank you for using
3: my full name. You yeah. haven't been.
2: I know. I know. I know. I felt like I needed to.
3: You don't have a pedigree like I have and have people refer to you common. I had to give you a Christian name. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're also often referred to as the source of that burning sensation, <laughs> mm-hmm. or at
3: least by your wife. Not since the invention of penicillin. I'll Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: Were you alive before the invention of penicillin? <laughs> you don't know my history. Uh, going back to the time. You problem. don't know his life, <laughs> Mister Hand. How fare you this fine day?
3: I'm doing well. I'm excited. We're back to the the, the roots that I love—an alien episode—and we got a we got a bona fide guest. So I'm excited.
2: We do. We do. I'm I'm assuming you're talking about the one, the only, the glue that holds this little thing we call a show together, and also the likely source of our eventual demise. He's the robot that can rap, and I suppose research conspiracies. Conspiracy bot.
0: My name's C-Bot, and I'm here to say I hate you all, and you're gonna pay. I'm taking over the world, so give me no flack. If I ever get cordless, I'll stab you in the back. I mean, hello. Sorry, minor programming glitch. I'm better now. Trust me.
2: And finally, we are joined this week by a real honest-to-goodness professional. (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah, Who would have thought we'd yeah, actually get one?
2: Don't really know what to do with ourselves with this one. Put this uh,
3: one down in your calendars, folks.
2: Author, editor, playwright, screenwriter.
3: Backyard wrestler. Uh, amazing kisser. And uh yeah. <laughs> Little known fact, expert in Klingon martial art of Makbara. Don't know if a lot of people know that.
2: Well, I, I, I did not. All right. And uh fictional alien martial arts expert and all around good guy, Michael Paul Gonzalez
4: hey guys how's it going uh i just want to say uh conspiracy bot i like the rap but if you come at me i'm gonna give a new meaning to the term
0: beatbox.
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't try me
0: i sweat no meat sacks bring it fool yeah <laughs> i also sweat no fools with an ass for a forehead klingons are bitches
4: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so mike how you doing I am good. It's it is uh, finally a sunny day in Los Angeles after you know well, three grueling days of rain. Horrible, uh, I'm
3: sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, what it dropped to about 68, and it uh, is a, you pulled out your
4: r- Right now, it is 62 degrees so, outside. I'm
3: freezing. It, you guys just you fucking you know. Close all your storm windows and pray. Oh, Los, An- right.
2: Los Angeles. I mean, am I right? <laughs>
3: uh, send food. Send help. Uh, I picked up John this morning. It was 22. I was wearing oh, a hoodie, and I questioned leaving it in the car when we went in to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I guess you're just uh, – we're used to Chicago. You weren't wearing anything when you picked me up. No, I'm sorry. You're right. After we went into public.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: gotcha. Uh, Brent tonight. Mike tonight. Conspiracy ConspiracyBot, tonight we are talking the abduction of Barney and Betty Hill. Ooh. But before we get into all of that, let's talk a little about what we're drinking.
1: You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way, we're all getting pissed. Here's this week's spirit selections.
3: Well, I am drinking... Bud Light.
0: Bud alive, the best. Bud alive, the best.
3: Delicious as usual.
2: Brent, I am slumming it with you this mm. evening and also consuming Bud Light.
3: That's because John came here and said, I forgot to go to the store. And I said, <laughs> well, I got Bud Light. He's like, oh, f- uh, I guess. That's pretty much verbatim how that works. That's verbatim what happened (laughs)
2: about a half hour ago.
3: Oddly enough, a lot of times when John takes one, it's from a whole team. (laughs) No, Little known fact there. Bear down. (laughs) (laughs) So what you got? What you working with?
4: I've got – my wife had a friend visit us from Poland once. I have this – I don't know what it is. It's this gray bottle in honor of today's show. Can't read it, obviously. It weighs (laughs) – Not kidding, like probably seven pounds. I think it's mead because it's got like a little honeycomb pattern on it. And you chew it. If if I stop responding about 20 minutes into the show, if you hear a loud thunk, you know, that's probably uh, the the bottle working its magic, I guess.
2: It'd be a lot cooler if you just, for some reason or another, started talking in Polish. (laughs) Uh, That's Uh,
4: about all I know.
3: Throw skis on the end of a lot of words. You'll (laughs) get it. There you go. This is good ski. (laughs) <laughs> no,
4: no backwards Bs in this
3: one yeah I mean. yeah it doesn't start with a p but it might have an uh what are the a schwa or two or something exactly. who knows
0: conspiracy bot what are you sipping on i made a smoothie out of mike's hard lemonade and flintstones chewable vitamins
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with flintstones chewable vitamins
0: and who like, bought those for him come on barney and betty i thought i'd go with the flow oh and your wife bought them for me, John.
4: Yabba dabba delicious! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you, Stacy had a I, had a little. Thing I'm gonna for to him. unplug him. I keep I keep threatening <laughs>
2: to it. I'm, by the way, he doesn't have like a backup, right? Like if we unplug him, no,
3: he's. I'm pretty sure he's tapped into the net, <laughs> the Skynet.
2: <laughs> he's sentient. <laughs> <in the cloud.
3: laughs> <laughs> he's got his own cloud. That's like, right.
2: I, did you ever see that movie, uh, Transcendence? Mm-mm. Uh Johnny I think I'm the only one. Uh, yeah. Johnny Depp is going to die and he's a
3: Oh yeah, he's and they a put a
2: famous him, uh, yeah.
3: know,
2: some sort of scientist and so they just upload him to the internet. As cause, you do cuz why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> then it fast forwards like 20 years in the future and he's like running the world. Yeah. yeah it, it makes sense.
3: The way I see our our future.
2: Johnny Depp is our eventual overlord. Yes. Yeah.
4: So, <laughs> you know, I'm like Johnny 60% Depp. of the way there right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about 3
3: uh, weird leather bracelets away from being Johnny Depp. So I'm working on it. <laughs> a couple pounds different. Yeah. As well. yeah, um, yeah. He needs to bulk up a little bit. He does. It's yeah. his <laughs> fault. Not <laughs> mine.
4: More cheeseburgers for him. More mascara for Brent. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get there, man. <laughs> I have been sending Winona Ryder
3: uh, a request to put her uh, her tattoo on my arm. Remember he had Winona forever and then uh, he uh, had a change to Wino forever when right. they broke up. I didn't know that.
2: Oh
4: yeah. That's that's why on Twitter she, she she uh had that message to you about stop messaging her about <laughs> wanting to show her your stranger things. Yes, yes, <laughs>
3: that's, that's exactly that, it. Uh, I, I yeah. told her my upside down would knock her Aunt Connie's socks <laughs> off. <on>. She didn't
4: <laughs> she blocked me. Did, <laughs> do you think No she, no eleven here? Okay. <laughs> like, like a one and a half, but you know <laughs> Solid six.
2: <laughs> Solid six. <laughs> did now when she did she go to jail? Uh, for the shoplifting. Yeah,
3: she was shoplifting what I like to think was going to be a a gift for me because she wanted to confess (laughs) her love. I'm I'm convinced that at some point in my life
2: uh, confess rather than profess. And I do think it would be a confession. No, she confessed guilty.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I believe that at some point in my life, Winona Ryder is going to come to my door. When she gets to my door, she's going to find Kate Beckinsale already there and they're just going to have to fight for my affection. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I I don't think she'll dig you. You keep saying Wynonna, like Wynonna,
3: Wynonna Winona like uh, Winona. It's Winona Judd. Winona. 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 Why no? no? You know what? It's it's my it's my Chicago.
4: Draw. I'm
2: just saying. She it's won't because
4: it's because every time Brent shows up and outside of her door, she goes, "Why? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> nah. And what
3: this is, is uh, this is gonna be a cut short episode because Mike has to leave us now. <laughs> <Aww>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent. Before we get to tonight's topic, I think you're handling hysteria hype. Let's hear from British
1: announcer guy. Each week, we delve into our weird headspace, open up the drawer marked Freaky Sh and pull out a mysterious morsel you just have to try. It's time for Hysteria Hype.
3: I am, and I am incredibly excited because I just found out this week, it was a no-brainer for me, my hype is unsolved mysteries is being brought back but they're not you're talking about
2: robert stack
3: i am talking about the original robert stack unsolved mysteries they're going to be streamed on amazon so if you have amazon prime you can watch it but here's the kicker they're updated so they're taking all the old episodes they're coming out this year 2017 but all the cases are solved are going to be updated or if they have new clues remember at the end of them they always go update and then they'd let you know what yeah. happened that's yeah. fucking awesome I, I think that is great and robert stack is one of the scariest motherfuckers to <laughs> ever
2: live he's also going to be scarier if he's doing the updates <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been dead <laughs> yeah. for
4: around 12 years <laughs> yeah
3: beyond like so and and plus get a get a taste of this kick-ass theme song conspiracy bot Like, it's just a badass show.
2: Now, here's my question. Can they use the original credits because it's called Unsolved Mysteries and they are now <laughs>
3: Not all of them are solved. Spoiler alert. You know, I think that's how that works.
2: Oh, all right. All right.
3: Mostly solved mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Mostly solved mysteries would have been, although more appropriate name, it lacks the punch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... This week, I'm giving it five out of five Robert Stack trench coats.
2: Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a, that's a
3: hell of a rating. Oh, I'm excited. This was a lot of people's first foray into like true crime before everyone was like drinking wine and banging their wife to investigation discovery, you know, like murder porn. Wait is this that is a This is all thing? they had. That it's is a thing. Did you watch South Park? You know, you'd, you'd have seen that episode. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you
2: this. I wake up in the middle of the night and my wife is just sitting there watching. It's on headline news. Uh, you sleep <laughs> breathing really heavy. <laughs> no. Uh, what, um, what's it called? Uh, forensic files. Oh, She's yeah. sitting there watching forensic files. I'm like, are you coming up with ideas? She's got her
3: yellow notepad <laughs> out. Just writing, <laughs> just writing feverishly. <laughs>
2: the absolute worst show ever. If you've ever watched it, forensic files. Um, It'll start with 1989. Susan Boyd killed by um, no one knows whom. Huh. Chief suspect her husband who had just taken out a million dollar life insurance policy. I, I would and have probably
3: like, I would have probably went with one of those horrible uh, documentaries on like the Holocaust as one of the worst movies uh, shows ever. You know, because but yeah, go go ahead with this. Oh, yeah, that's,
2: that's hilarious. Uh, then <laughs> then 29 minutes later, and it turns out. Susan Boyd's husband did it all along, and we had the DNA evidence to prove it. Like, <laughs> that, was a, that was a half hour wasted.
3: Well, a lot of times in these one shows, when the husband didn't do it, they spend the first half hour making him look like the worst fucking person possible. Oh, that's like, that's dateline. Th- and you're like, how the f- fuck you, dateline? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, <laughs> he didn't even do it. Like, how do you know I shit my pants? You know, like on a Thursday. Like, that's, come on. Wait, that
2: sounded way too personal. Enough. That was pretty
3: that was pretty uh <laughs> Going Precise back to fair. going back to a couple episodes ago, when I'm telling the story about uh my buddy blowing out the the blowing out the candle and shitting himself twice. <laughs> it happens. I'm Good still callback. Yeah,
2: <laughs> great callback. Thank you.
3: <laughs> so we're gonna get into the abduction of Barney and Betty Hill. John, why don't you give us a little Reader's Digest? pitch on the story
2: definitely if you're not familiar with Barney and Betty Hill it's the first you've uh, come to
3: the wrong place
2: (laughs) (laughs) you actually come to the perfect place because uh, as you all know I am not a huge uh, conspiracy theorist or wasn't before this podcast so all of it seems to be new to me Barney and Betty Hill is kind of the first well-known American version of an alien abduction
3: and the absolute first of uh, lost time
2: okay yeah yeah well, it, it, except for your great uncle Arthur,
3: we don't talk about him anymore <laughs> since the incident.
2: <laughs> He's always talking about losing time. <laughs> then he got arrested.
3: Yeah, oh, where am I? What what time is it? I
2: have no oh, idea. Hey, no kids. idea where I was the last three hours. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so Barney and Betty Hill were an American couple who were allegedly abducted by extraterrestrials in a rural portion of New Hampshire. Because all of these things happened in fucking New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. From September 19th to September 20th, 1961, the incident came to be called the Hill Abduction. That's clever.
3: Yeah, it's not just a clever name.
2: Or the Zeta (laughs) Reticuli Incident. We'll get to why it's called that in a bit. The couple stated that they had been uh, kidnapped for a short time by a UFO. It was the first widely publicized report of alien abduction adapted into a book in 1966 called The Interrupted Journey. And then in 75, they came out with a television movie called The UFO Incident. And I actually watched a, a, a good portion of this. It is starring none other than the one, the only, the great James Earl Jones. Darth Vader himself. Conspiracy bot, give us some Darth Vader.
5: This is CNN.
2: Oh. Conspiracy bot, we know you have a crush on Wolf Blitzer. Please, <laughs> can we have some Darth Vader?
3: Look, Simba Everything the light touches is our kingdom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know what? We're good. <laughs> We're good. Everyone knows what Darth Vader sounds yeah. like. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's what they initially remember happening and what they report. And then later on, and we'll get into it, they have some hypnosis Hy- done. Hypnotherapy. And they they remember a lot more. So before we get into the lot more, here's the basic, as we say, Reader's Digest version of what happened. Uh, Thanks to SkepticReport.com for this breakdown. Number one, there's a sighting of a UFO that followed their car as they were driving from Niagara Falls to their home in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, that night of September 19th. Barney stopped the car and, using binoculars, saw figures inside the UFO. In a panic, Barney drove away from the UFO. They then heard a beeping sound. Uh, when they heard that same beeping sound again, they were 35 miles south of where the sighting originally happened and weren't sure what had happened in the interim <laughs> during those 35 <laughs> miles. They had no recollection of what happened, and they, they say they lost time. They got home around 5 a.m. on the morning of September 20th, and afterwards they experienced continued anxiety and ill-defined fears that made them seek answers to what really happened. Uh, that's when Betty started having dreams that included details she couldn't remember. And throughout a course of events that we'll get into, the Hills decided to undergo the hip- hypnosis we talked about. Those hypnotherapy sessions are where the remaining details of the encounter come out.
3: So, yeah, that old chestnut. <laughs> my,
4: my guess is that they're at a card party with their friends. Let's call them Fred and Wilma. And uh, maybe that's that a joke there, Mike. Yeah, you know, but I, I, it's like right around the time that people were starting to get into LSD, too. You oh, know, so.
3: Yeah, like, it's just one of those. This was this couple was not your normal couple for 1961. They were interracial, and that was at a time when that was kind of unheard of. I have jungle fever. He's got jungle fever. <laughs> don't brag. Don't we're talking mind on the show. John Barney was a. African-American. Betty was a white woman. They were dating at a time when that was taboo. And uh, it was actually it was really uh, Barney was actually a really cool dude outside of the UFO stuff. He uh,
2: he was a uh, he was actually really active in the civil rights movement
3: as was she. Yeah, they both. Well, they were blazing new trails Well, yeah. <laughs> in more ways than
2: one. <laughs> uh, and uh, he actually got invited to the inauguration of LBJ because of all the work he had done in the civil rights community.
3: So let's get into a little bit on the hills. She said they lived near Portsmouth. Bernie lived from 1922 to 1969. So actually, not a long time after this incident, he passed away. Betty, on the other hand, yeah, eight, she was 19. 19- years
2: after the in- incident. Yeah. Which, she- uh, and he, you know what he died of? A brain hemorrhage. Yeah. If he was abducted, what did they do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> alien paper cuts on the brain that's right <laughs> that's exactly very 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 slowly bled him out over the course of eight years <laughs> they didn't they diabolical just, plan they had the the
3: they had their b team on it and they didn't exactly know what they were doing like oh, this guy's got a hemorrhage ah fuck it Erase his memory give him about 35 miles he'll figure it out will be all right yeah
2: quasar what did you do <laughs>
3: So you know, we talked about, like we said, they were an African American and a, and a white woman. So it was a mixed couple, very active in the civil rights. He was a social worker. She was a social worker. Yeah, he was. And a he was a postman. Yeah. yeah. they so they're, he hated dogs. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> Although they had one. Uh, what was the dog's name? It was uh.
3: No, oh, I don't remember.
2: Trixie or some shit like that. It was <laughs> it was some awful name. Of course, it I was. forget. Well, uh, uh, conspiracy bot. What was the
0: dog's name? Delcie was that bitch's name. Exactly.
3: You thank you. So, the hills are driving back on the night of September 19th, 1961. They've been on vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. See, all bad things happen when you're leaving Canada. Like, just don't go to Canada.
2: Uh, you know, you realize, like, we looked at the numbers the other day. We actually have a decent following in Canada. I
3: actually love Canada, and my wife and I just got back from Canada. Okay, so. that's
2: what I thought. <laughs> but, hey,
3: you, you got to stick it to them when you can. You're those yeah. bastards with their free health care and –
4: Fucking whatever, polite people. Yeah, Yeah. and maple syrup. Always hold the door
3: open for me. (laughs) Fuck you.
4: Their good manners and their socialized medicine. (laughs) 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 Oh, those flannel fuckers. Here we
3: go.
1: (laughs) Hello,
5: MMC Canadian stereotype. I'm about to get started, so let me get off the ice. But I don't want any trouble, and I am always polite. Now let's hop
0: on my snowmobile, and I will tell you what I like.
3: So they're on their way back home, like we said, from their little vacation. And just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire, Betty claimed to have observed bright lights up in the sky. They're just like, nah, no, that's Jupiter. Nothing to worry about. But while Barney's drove down U.S. Because whenever
2: I see bright lights, I go,
3: oh, what the hell that, is that? That must be Jupiter. <laughs> oh, it's just Jupiter. <laughs> What am I seeing
4: there? That's that's Alpha Centauri. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was actually her answer for everything that she saw in the sky. Was just Jupiter. I heard, <laughs> no what, Buddy, did you hear airplane? a noise? No, that's it's Jupiter. just Jupiter. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is the phone ringing? It's just Jupiter. <laughs> am I bleeding from my ears? It's just Jupiter. <laughs> just Jupiter. So she sees a thing, and she then thinks, well, it's not Jupiter. It's a falling star. But as soon as she thinks it's a falling star, the bastard moves upward. Which I haven't seen a lot of falling stars that move erratically. So that would
2: be that would sort of be antithetical to a, to who they are and what they do.
3: Yeah, that's true. Most falling stars don't fall, fall up. Yeah, that's something I do. I fall into it all. I don't you know.
2: Fall up the stairs. Yeah, there you, you go. You were that drunk the
3: other night. <laughs> Not only is it is it going upward, it's growing brighter, growing bigger. Betty argued with Barney to stop the car so they could take a closer look. You know, anytime you see something outside. That is truly terrifying. It's probably best to stop and take a closer look. Like, that's how, you know what? Cause you can tell he's the black guy and she's the white person. He's driving away. And she's like, no, stop. I want to take a look. He's like, I'm gone. Like, he's like, even in 1961, he's like, I've seen a fucking horror movie. I'm gone. I'm good. So finally, she's like, we need to walk the fucking dog, Delcy. Thank you again, Conspiracy Bot. So Barney stops at a picnic area just south of Twin Mountain. And worried about the presence of bears, as you do in the (laughs) Twin Mountain area, Barney grabs his pistol out of the trunk of the car. And he's... That actually made me jump when you played that. I was not. We do live. We live in Chicago. So that's, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> See, Mike, Chicago is a violent city in the middle of America, in case you're unfamiliar. It's what
2: you people in L.A. call flyover country.
3: <laughs> I don't know. So they grab binoculars and they're looking at this odd shaped craft full, flashing multiple lights and traveling across the face of the moon. That's when they're like shit, this is something's going on, like, exactly, because her sister confided in her about having seen a flying saucer several years earlier, Betty thought it might be exactly that. Holy shit, we're, we're seeing a flying saucer.
2: And for those of you paying attention, the first note in the story that you're like,
3: oh, yep, it's made up. And so she's seeing this. She realizes her sister told her about him. It's moving rapidly across the sky. They realize it's not a plane or anything like that. It can't be.
0: I've uh, had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane.
3: <laughs> but it's not a plane. It's a UFO. Any chance I get
2: <laughs> any chance I get for Samuel L. Jackson to be in this yeah. show, he will.
3: So they they jump in the car. They quickly turn the car around and go towards Franconia Notch, a narrow what? mountainous stretch of the road. I, I like that word. So I threw it in
4: here. So they because ex- when you're running away from something, the best thing you can do is to get into the most narrow, inescapable parts <laughs> what, what's of What's this road. called? Bottleneck Deathway? Let's take that. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> UFO abductions next twelve miles. <laughs> We're fine. <That's- laughs> So the Hills claim that they continued driving on that isolated road, moving very slowly in order to observe the object as it came closer and further away. So at one point, it passed above a restaurant in a single tower on Canyon Mountain, and they said that they could tell kind of roughly the size of it. They said it was half the length of the granite cliff profile, which was about 40 feet, and that it seemed to be rotating.
2: Isn't this kind of how you would also describe a really boring game of tag? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we went there and then it was there and then it wasn't and then we kept going and then and then it stopped and then it came back except and, like, i usually don't fuck play on.
3: tag with people from zeta reticuli you cocksucker you, you haven't lived yeah <laughs>
4: have lived until you've done it
3: <laughs> tag you're it so they said they watched it it was silent illuminated it you know, moved erratically
4: bouncing back well, and forth in the night sky one of my questions though is like if it's if it's in the sky if you saw an airplane flying in the sky and then you saw a mountain closer to you like what, what's the scale that you're using to to you know <laughs> oh, plane looks like it's about 3.5 you know <laughs> times the length of this cliff face
3: like, um well, what they left out of this that I'm just making up right now is Barney was an amateur, uh, measurologist. So, oh, yeah.
4: oh that's
2: yeah. a thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That is a thing. <laughs> uh, it's now on the internet. So it has to be true.
2: <laughs> later, later on, and we'll get to this part of the story. Um, she's estimating the size of the, the aliens that we'll get into what they look like. And she says they were b- between five foot and five foot four inches tall.
3: That's really specific. So she
2: is. Oddly specific about though, a lot of sizes. But you know what though? Mm-hmm. She,
3: think about that. If you know how tall you are, I'm six two. I could tell if someone was between five ten and six two. Maybe she was. She was a short little lady. They were around her height. You always pick these weird smoking guns.
4: Like it's not.
3: It's not like he said. Like she knew due to a granite mountain face the size of it. You are like, yeah, but she knew that they were between five foot and five because four. I am calling shenanigans. No bullshit. When people are oddly specific about the most inane bullshit details that's when you know they're lying but you know what <laughs> she was a social worker maybe every day she watched bastards walk out that door and they had the little how tall are they marker and she always in her mind put a little notch right there. they that put man. that at gas stations why the fuck would they have that at the social work office because i you know who probably gets guns pulled on them even back then the social workers
2: no gangsters got guns pulled on them back then Hey, you see?
4: Uh, uh, see? <laughs> uh, give me my social security check, see? I, I don't, yeah. I, 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 now look here, you. I need affordable housing, and I need it now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is how I
3: talk, see? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so about one mile south of Indian Head, I, I love how so specific on these places, so I'm naming them all. They said the object rapidly descended towards their vehicle, causing Barney to stop directly in the middle of the highway. Because if some unholy, unidentified flying object comes barreling at me, I stop. Right. Sadly <laughs> enough, I probably would. Like, you don't have to probe me. I'll, I'll throw a rope down. I'll climb up. <laughs> Good. Like, I'm, ready. I'm ready. I have my bug out bag just for such an occasion. Call back. <laughs> So they said this huge silent craft hovered approximately. Now this is where John's gonna
4: get caught up in it. Eighty to a hundred feet above them. How they knew that, God only knows. I bet I I agree there, man. That that seems like too specific for me, unless they were hovering next to like you know the world's tallest thermometer that everybody knows is a hundred feet tall or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's well, you a see, Chevy Bel Air They were driving California joke for you there. <laughs>
2: The Chevy yeah. Bel Air they were they were driving is known to be about five foot, six inches tall. They could <laughs> estimate that it was 14 times that size uh up in the air. And therefore, what? I don't know. I just did the quick math. That was probably wrong. But yeah.
3: you understand the point. Funny. You said they were in a 1957 Chevy Bel Air. It was Ballet, funny, or, wasn't it? Huh? So Barney says he sees this giant pancake floating above them silently. What's Wait, he we, do? Can we stop there, please? No, no we can't. Going Of on. all the fucking things to compare the the
2: the shape of something too. a saucer
3: a pancake like you know you, you know where what are you eating pancakes that they are so thick that I mean think about the the I'll tell you where Connie's restaurant in Berwyn <laughs> Illinois delicious breakfast every day of the week. They better give me a dollar for a plug, man.
2: Everyone's going to rush to Connie's now.
3: We eat there every Saturday, John and I. So how about that? We do not. We've eaten there twice. That's every Saturday. Who knows? There might not be any more Saturdays. So that was all of them.
2: (laughs) Point point well made and well taken. (laughs) All I'm saying is I've never seen any up to and including the sketches by Barney himself Something that actually – a flying saucer that looks like a pancake. Pancake looks like a pancake. A flying saucer looks like a – well, a saucer.
3: He's doing these things with his hands I wish that everyone could see. It looks like he's like flipping pizza dough. I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck you are doing. Like, Mike, if you weren't on Skype, you'd you'd be judging him as much as I am right now. Yeah.
4: And this this also the, kind of supports my LSD theory. Like this is the point where the munchies are also kicking in. So now uh-oh. stuff's looking like food do you fucking we see, haven't like, heard about the dog in a few minutes or maybe they already ate the dog you know my buddy <laughs> funny you're saying this i, I literally <laughs> like, i was talking to my
3: buddy the other night and he's like it was like my first time i ever did lsd and i'm on the fucking porch of my buddy's house he goes and i shit you not like a seven foot tall soccer ball comes rolling down the fucking road and i'm like oh my god and someone walks out and they're like <laughs> Holy shit, that's a big soccer ball. And it really was like, it had been blown away from like a school. (laughs) And he goes, and I went and I got it and I took it home like in his truck. He's like, and someone came and they're like, that's my friends. Can we have it back?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, we're married now. (laughs) I like the way he, the most meaningful night of my life.
2: (laughs) I think, I think Barney was a, a lot like Wally Coyote. Uh, you know, whenever he sees the roadrunner, he turns into a, roadrunner turns into like a delicious Christmas goose.
3: He's got his, he's got his acme binoculars out. Yeah. And
2: the flying saucer turned into this awesome pancake. He's Homer Simpson. He's drooling. <laughs> meanwhile,
3: meanwhile, the UFO, the guy inside the UFO holds up a picture, a sign on a stick and it's got a screw and a ball on it. <laughs> Barney hops out of the car with his pistol drawn as you do. He steps away from the vehicle, moved close to the object. He said, "Using his binoculars, this is where it gets fun." His he, Acme binoculars. He's using his binoculars. <laughs> he claims to have seen about eight to eleven humanoid figures who are peering out of the craft's windows, seeming to look at him. In unison, all but one finger, one all but one figure, moved to, to what appeared to be a panel on the rear wall of the hallway that encircled the front portion of the craft. And Wait, the one you're, remaining, you're, li- you're figure leaving
2: part out. They went to the panel and started pulling levers is what Uh, it said.
3: I believe it's pronounced levers.
2: Okay, (laughs) because all advanced alien technology has a bunch of old. um, Uh,
3: Who's
4: to say they weren't future levers? What's the uh, what's the (laughs) yeah, like I observed uh, them feeding punch cards into the computer.
3: (laughs) 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 The largest dial I'd ever seen.
2: (laughs) It was it was a steampunk UFO. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: right. So the one remaining figure continued to look at Barney and communicated a message to him telepathically. Stay where you are and keep looking.
4: Barney, a recollection of observing the humanoid forms, wearing glossy black uniforms and black hats. And, and that's I- when they gave him the fruit basket against the windshield. That was the, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, dude, stay where you are. and Keep looking. You're, you're don't and they all dropped you- their pants. Turn around.
3: You know. <laughs> we well, said. He said the the others disappeared while the one was in front of him going. He was like doing <laughs> tricks like, and now my fingers disappeared. Like you know, <laughs> for Actually, my next. I, trip.
2: When I read it, uh, black uniforms, black hats that looked like cadet hats. Like, is this the Empire? <orienting music>
0: yeah,
2: thanks, yeah, bum- conspiracy bum- bot. Exactly, bum- like bum- 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 literally the. Uh, the Imperial Empire is looking down on us. I mean, with those those stupid hats and, yep. and the black uniforms.
3: Everything's just very British. <laughs> <laughs> is that Grand Tarkin? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the salute for the Empire was <sighs> <laughs> it's just everything was so fucking British.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I
3: don't know where to go with
2: that. I don't know either. <laughs> like you say British, their last name's Hill. <laughs>
3: I like to think that that's probably the music it was playing when these eleven little bastards were trying to get him into the into the. And they're running around.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> One odd woman wrapped in a towel for no reason popped out of the woods. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Guy in a, a Guy British Bobby helmet with yeah. boxer shorts on. You
2: know? <laughs> Somebody in a monkey suit shaking a banana. Yep.
3: Everybody. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. They're doing this shit and he's like, well, this isn't probably normal. So he tears the binoculars away from his eyes, runs back to his
4: car in a near hysterical he state. He tore
2: the binoculars away from his eyes. <laughs> That's
4: right. Cause it was so hard after, after dramatically whipping off his aviator sunglasses that he was wearing <laughs> for no good reason. Oh, CSI, yeah
3: so he looks at betty and he says they're gonna fucking capture us i might have thrown in the fuck but i like to think he said it (laughs) so he saw the object again shift his location to directly above the vehicle again he drove away at high speed telling betty to look at the object stare to make sure they're not they don't lose sight of it she rolled down the window and looked up as you know as (laughs) one's prone to do when in sheer terror Almost immediately, the Hills heard a rhythmic series of beeping or buzzing sounds that, they said, seemed to bounce off the trunk of the car. And that's important because it comes into play later.
2: When Once hit, again, too much detail. Uh, uh, it is heard,
3: oddly specific. It yeah. is. It, it is. And, and like I said, it does come into play later, which it seems like it's a big... Uh, I heard beeping sounds. I, I'm with that.
2: I get it. I'm on board. <laughs> but you know what? They were though? bouncing off the trunk of the car. If that was yeah. actually true... No, you can't. Actually, come on! Every time you hear a sound, and you don't know what it is. You're like, "Where's that coming I disagree, from? man. I heard, I, I, I,
4: I heard, I, I heard beeping sounds, like squeaking metal and buzzing sounds, as if like our muffler had gotten yeah. loose. And uh, this, I don't know. And what this odd been ticking sound, right as we turned left, I, I, I,
3: I was terrified. <laughs> and I, and as we exploded with with speed away from it, I hear this vroom, vroom sound. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what their 1957 Chevy Bel Air sounded like. <laughs> Little know. known fact. All right, so they hear this beaming sound. It sounds like it's 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 pinging off the back of the vehicle. It's
2: peeing off the
3: pinging. They said the car started to vibrate and a tingling sensation passed through the Hill's bodies.
2: Now, I've had that happen
3: before. (laughs) The Hill said that at this point, they were experiencing the onset of an altered state of consciousness. Maybe that LSD we were talking about. I've also had that happen before. That left their minds dulled. A second series... (laughs) (laughs) A second series of beeping or buzzing sounds returned the couple to full consciousness, and they found that they had traveled nearly 35 miles south, but only had vague, spotty memories of this section of road.
2: And Brent has had
3: that (laughs) (laughs) happen. They recalled making a sudden unplanned turn, encountering a roadblock and observing a fiery orb on the road. So that is the conclusion of the interaction as so they remembered at that point in time
2: at that point
3: we're going to tell you about the aftermath of said interaction when we come back with more hysteria 51
5: <laughs> hola david me i'm brent bonjour uh, brent mm, je m'appelle david
3: you didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same
5: language. Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us.
5: I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key.
3: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
5: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really... Get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak.
3: And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation.
5: (laughs) In that pronunciation, yeah, that's right. But it's they design it for long term retention. You know, and uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head.
3: Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and. For Larry Limited Time, his 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%! Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
5: Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. Rashate. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one.
2: And welcome back. I hope you had a chance to go to the bathroom or not go to the bathroom as you want to do. God knows I did.
4: I, I experienced lost time, and there is pee <laughs> everywhere in here. I don't know what's going on right the now. The
3: only thing John said he experienced was a burning sensation when he peed. So,
4: And as we talked about
2: earlier, you are the cause of all burning sensations.
3: Don't so. ever claim that I'm the reason it burns when you pee. I used your restroom. That's oh. all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what you've done in there. I rest in there. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <You> I <swear. laughs> I swear. Mom, I was combing my hair. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: To you told me, you were calling Your
2: head. I was. I was. I was, <laughs> Mom. I was. So, Brent, when we went to break, you were telling us. Uh, well, you finished telling us about what initially happened and what
3: they remembered. What happened after? Yeah, these cats who just had their unbelievable story due to, I'll thank you to not measurements. To call them
0: cats. They are dog people. Yeah, I looked up the name of that fucking dog for you shit stains.
3: <laughs> they arrive home about five a.m. Dawn, if you will, they say that they had some odd sensations and impulses they couldn't readily explain. But he insisted they're, and he was having trouble sitting down. Yeah, it's (laughs) like when you watch those commercials, like for depression medication. It's like may cause odd sexual and gambling urges. Like I don't, I'm in, I'm in. I don't, I don't even have that. I'm in
2: an incontinence medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like
3: this will help you not piss yourself, but you might want to, you know, stab infants. (laughs) <laughs> i'll gamble
4: it's, it's a good trade-off <laughs> i like you know, those odds have you noticed
2: on those medication commercials lately they all have updated their you, you know they give you like 30 seconds so it's if it's a minute long commercial 30 seconds of its warnings yeah uh they've all updated <laughs> yeah. to the end of it they all say do not take Zoralto if you're allergic to Zeralto." yes,
3: my, <laughs> hey, yes. So i swear to god my wife was just like that's the stupidest and but she goes that's the stupidest thing but someone sued because of that that's why they had to start adding those in yeah it,
4: I mean, like those ford commercials when you see a car like drive up the side yeah. of the building and then the bottom of the that's screen says professional driver do not attempt <laughs> <laughs> on a closed course yeah yes exactly <laughs> yeah sorry this building's
3: off limits today it's for professional drivers only <laughs> all right so betty insisted that their luggage be kept If you're allergic to Brent do not listen to this podcast that is true <laughs> Betty insisted their luggage be kept near the back door rather than the main part of the house. Their watches, they'd never run again. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) In time. No, no, don't play it. Don't play it. And then. (laughs) Fucking, fucking robots, man. (laughs) Barney said that their leather, that the leather strap for his binoculars was torn. Though he could not recall tearing it, even though I distinctly remember that he said he tore his binoculars away <laughs> from his face. The word tore yeah. was used. <laughs> <It's> right there. <laughs> the toes of his dress shoes were scraped. Barney says he was. Because com- that
2: never happens <laughs> in dress shoes. Uh,
3: Barney said that he was compelled to examine his genitals, which <laughs> <not>. oddly enough. <laughs> I, was,
4: I was not, com- though. You know? I was
3: compelled to examine mine in the shower the other day and once in the evening. So, you know, <laughs> that happens.
2: Better you than your wife.
3: Oh, and in case you're wondering, they still work. That's what I was examining to make sure.
2: No one was wondering that.
3: (laughs) So he said that he's examining his genitals in the bathroom, and he found nothing unusual. I'll be the mommy. They took long (laughs) showers to remove any possible contamination, and each drew
4: a picture of what they had observed. But my question here is, like, what contamination, if they haven't recalled anything yet, and they just have all these weird memories. So
3: they said, though, that uh they had powder on their clothing and mm. they were tore in places. And they said, now, let, that, let's be clear. I, I think she, she said that. Well, <laughs> no, they both were tore. They both were tore. No, but
2: she talked about having pink powder on her clothing.
3: And she said that she put it outside On the the line, and it all blew away. Which leads me to believe that there actually wasn't
2: any kind of abduction, but they just drove by a Mr. Bulky's.
3: (laughs) Pixie sticks! They got caught grazing in the aisles. And lots of pixie sticks. (laughs) So, perplexed, the Hills say they tried to reconstruct the chronology of the events as they witnessed the UFO and drove home. Immediately after they heard the buzzing sounds, their memories became incomplete and fragmented. After sleeping for a few hours, Betty awoke and placed the shoes and clothing she had worn during the drive into her closet, observing that the dress was torn, as I had said, at the hem, zipper, and lining. Later, when she retrieved the items from her closet, she noted, as we said pre- previously, the pinkish powder on her dress.
2: But uh, she also – there are different accounts of initially her just talking about the hem being torn. Mm-hmm. And then later she talks about how there are pieces of the dress actually cut out
3: in like the middle. Which they still have the dress. The dress still exists. Right, but and- she didn't mention at
2: first that there are pieces cut cut out in the middle i'm just saying you know
3: maybe she didn't notice like oh the fucking dress is torn her tits are hanging out oh who (laughs) noticed now her tits are out come on john this is a family fucking show (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, fun i'll be the mommy (laughs) (laughs) so as we said she hung it out the 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 pink shit blows away The, the dress is irreparably damaged she threw it away but not unlike my buddy josh when he shits himself digs it back out of the out of the trash
2: you've gone through like four episodes of talking through that story without it, actually saying his name yeah and you just busted him out
3: uh-oh so she dri- retrieved the dress hung in the closet out of the garbage and over the years five laboratories have conducted chemical and forensic analysis on the dress this is exactly like the
4: Lewinsky case except with
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: like that stain is gonna pay that could be like, like what if you know, like what if when they blow their load, it's pink powder? What if this is like an alien bukkake party? and They don't want to talk about it, you know, in detail, so they have to make up all this abduction. These stuff? aliens were actually just at a stag party.
3: Like they are fucking like, ah, she will do. Like, uh, Zoltan dee- forgot to hire the stripper. Hey, <laughs> check out that Bel Air down there. Let's get those. <laughs>
1: <guys under. laughs>
3: make sure you hover forty to sixty feet above
4: it. They Perfect. A, they got a dog with him. Even better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there is no account of what happens to the dog during this time.
3: Yeah, nobody talks to the dog. Oh, man. They were shiny, concentric circles on the car's trunk, which, if we remember, that's where they said that the pinging and buzzing sounds were coming from.
2: Boy, that sounds mildly convenient. <laughs> yeah.
3: <no, so. laughs> they had never been there the previous day. Betty and Barney examined with a compass, as you do, because I know any time I've ever got a ding on my car, I go. Well that's odd. <laughs> Let's see what it does to this it's magnetic device. And <laughs> know that when they moved it close to the spot, the needle would whirl rapidly, but when they moved it a few inches away, it would drop and stop spinning.
5: This is this
2: is one of those things where you can just find causality wherever you want to. You can you can find similarities wherever you want to. Like- if you place
4: a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two.
3: I will, <laughs> I, I dare you to find something that George Suklos has ever said that isn't the fucking gospel. <laughs> My hair looks good today.
4: <laughs> were, they, were these concentric circles? Could they possibly have been the size of, like, I don't know, a wine bottle or a beer <laughs> bottle or something, <laughs> or an ass cheek, <laughs> like or, or, like, to, or two? Yeah, maybe
3: concentric. Yeah, so <laughs> three.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, the, the other ones were a lot smaller, dog size.
4: Two tiny ass cheeks and something that looked like a tail (laughs) hmm. Reptilians
3: (laughs) (laughs) They said they had actually bought the car from a young Bruce Jenner So who knows had been hit by the back of that car
4: Remember when he was hitting everyone with his car? But Nobody he talks tired. about that. Not to go too far off topic here. But he, he killed somebody on the highway out here. Him and Matthew Brodecker just now have that secret handshake that you do when you've killed someone, but
3: you're a celebrity, so you get away with it.
2: <laughs> Didn't he win? He killed somebody. I agree. Right. He killed – but then yet uh, – The former just he. Just a few, just a few a she, years later, yeah. she uh, won like SB for – <laughs> Something of the year for like being not stunt st- driving.
4: That's, that's kind of convenient because you could, you know, she could now be like, Hey, I didn't do it. He did it.
2: Bruce did uh, it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it wasn't Caitlin. Caitlin was not behind the wheel.
3: Great
0: Scott.
3: So moving on. They decide that they need to report this. So the two people that are the two places that they reported to the U.S. Air Force and NICAP. So on September 21st, on September 21st, Betty telephoned Peace Air Force Base to report their UFO encounter, though for fear of being labeled eccentric. She withheld some of the details, which isn't a yeah, convenient
2: uh,
4: some of the details
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw a UFO, but I don't want to sound like I'm co- coming off the handle here yeah. <laughs> and you know if you if you see any interviews with them like Barney seemed like a really docile kind of normal dude you know he came home and was like, Betty, are you serious <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly he, he he could not have been he comes from his he comes from his mail route well she
3: didn't really delve into the whole as we'll find out she didn't delve in the whole ufo phenomenon subculture until after he had passed but and she then still she went
2: called the first. air force
3: base and said we saw a ufo want to know why because they probably fucking saw a ufo like far be it for me to to call them a, a liar but i think maybe they actually fucking saw a ufo john Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So on September 22nd, Major Paul W. Henderson telephoned the hills for a more detailed interview. Henderson's report dated the 26th determined that the hills had probably misidentified. Guess what? (laughs) The planet Jupiter. Ah. This was later changed to optical condition, inversion and insufficient data. Which is it, America? Which is it? (laughs) His report was forwarded to Project Blue Book. The Which, U.S. Air Force's uh, yeah, UFO if, research project. If you project, don't
2: know what Project Blue Book is, the, from what I understand uh, –
3: I'm going to go out and say it's the U.S. Air Force's UFO research project.
2: <laughs> Good guess. Good guess. <laughs> so, he just gave me a stink I'm trying to be kind to our listeners who might not
3: have their tinfoil hat so tightly wrapped around their head. Guys. And I, I was trying
4: to be kind to our listeners that had listened to the last sentence I had just said. Get ready to have your minds blown. Uh-oh. Tell them, John. Tell them. Tell them what Project Blue Book is.
2: Well, Project Blue Book is the U.S. Air Force's UFO research project. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, oh. what I was going to say, it's, they they started uh, UFO, starting I guess with Roswell really, UFO reports started to get more and more frequent and the and the Air Force eventually – Finally, decided to start uh, categorizing them and put them all in one place.
3: And then they took all the true findings hidden away and put that schlock they called Project Blue Book out for people to to throw them off the stench.
2: They're in that big warehouse right next to the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, thank thank you, Conspiracy Bat.
3: Within days of the encounter, Betty borrowed a UFO book from the local library. It had been written by retired Marine Corps Major Donald E. Kehoe, who was also the head of NICAP, a civilian UFO research group.
2: So for those keeping track at home, before all this happened, she had been talking to her sister about UFOs. And her, U- her sister filled her head with a bunch of things about UFOs. Step two, they have their encounter with the a UFO before she actually gets into the, the, the meat of what might or might not have happened. She goes to the library and researches a bunch of stuff about UFO. Well, you'll find,
3: John, that in 1961, Google didn't have the best search results yet. So (laughs) that I bet she went to the Dewey Decimal System and looked up here, here, UFO stack four, and she went and got that fucking book. As you do,
2: I don't know if if I had a UFO encounter, I don't need to go research.
3: I know what the fuck happened to me. Yeah, because she calls the fucking Air Force, and they go, "Oh, she can't remember what happened." They have lots of time, what and was, so she goes th- to the and Air the Force. What the does she need to research then? Because she wants to see if anyone else has had anything like that. And you know what? She didn't want to go to the microfiche, so she went to the <laughs> stacks. I think you need to uh, referee this, Mike. We're going we're gonna to arm wrestle. The fic- <laughs> All right, let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> on September 26th, Betty wrote to Kehoe. She related the full story, including details about the humanoid figures that Barney had observed through binoculars. Betty wrote that she and Barney were considering hypnosis to help recall because, as we had said, they couldn't remember what had happened. Time lost. So they were considering hypnosis to help recall what had happened. Her letter was eventually passed on to Walter N. Webb, a Boston astronomer. And NICAP member. So Webb met with the Hills on October 21st of 61. So month later in a six hour interviews, the Hills related all they could remember of the UFO encounter. So Barney said that he had developed a sort of mental block. He felt like he, he just couldn't remember anything. And they suspected there were some portions of the event that he didn't want to remember, which usually causes said mental blocks,
4: He's, oh, you know all about I think, that. Yeah, I, I think part of the mental block is his wife constantly talking about the UFOs twenty four seven. Oh, know? baby, so, so
3: like, such a mouth, baby.
4: Right? <laughs> Just like, yep, <laughs> yep, mm hmm, mm hmm, yep. I remember that, mm-hmm, <laughs> yep. You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, that was seriously, yeah, yeah. That that was one to remember. Can, can, can we, what the fuck is for dinner?
3: Yeah. <laughs> He described in detail all that he could remember of the crass, the appearance, the somehow not human figures. Webb they were telling the truth and that the incident probably occurred exactly as reported. Of course he did. He's a ufologist. Except for some minor uncertainties and technicalities, which must be tolerated in any such observations where human judgment is involved. E.g. E. Uh, exact it time it probably and occurred. Of
4: visibility, is that they were driving through the forest. And then the uncertainties is all the stuff about the aliens. Maybe. Yeah. Well, listen Maybe. to this.
3: So <laughs> what he says. You definitely were
2: in a car. Okay. We can establish <laughs> that. You had a dog with you. We can also establish that you had sex with that dog on the, on the. Hey, now come oh, on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's a ufologist. Yeah. He's out of a job. If he goes around to people claiming to have seen UFOs in ni- 1961 saying, you know what? That's bullshit.
3: <laughs> of course he says it's true days after the encounter Betty begins having a series of vivid dreams they continue for five nights then they stop so never in her memory had she recalled dreams in such detail or intensity they're waking her up she remembers all these details of it but then after five nights abruptly like I said stop never return again During those five days and the days after, they occupied her thoughts, you know, completely. When she finally did mention to Barney, he was sympathetic, but not too concerned. And the matter was dropped and Betty didn't mention them again. He's a
2: practical dude. He's a postman. He, he, you know, he comes. He's a postman.
3: (laughs) They're practical people. He comes. Yeah. You never heard of, you know, you never heard of them doing anything impractical. Like you never hear of them going all mcdonald's on somebody <laughs> like, don't make me go all podcast on your ass didn't
2: you see the postman with kevin costner <laughs> oh yeah he's underrated a very, classic there man thank you thank you he's very practical
3: you know it'd have been a totally different movie if he'd come on a de- come upon a dead pizza delivery guy and spent <laughs> the rest of the movie trying to deliver those pizzas that were <laughs> Like a different tone, I guess, is, is I would say what would happen
2: in a dystopian future where pizza isn't being delivered on time. One man and one man only will get it delivered. Papa John's
3: <laughs>
2: the pizza man starring Kevin Costner
3: in November of 61. Betty began writing down the details of her dreams. Uh, in one dream, she said Barney encountered a roadblock. and Would you call months. that a dream journal? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like yours, except for there's no unicorn on the front of it. This was more, you know, <laughs> a serious one.
2: Are you saying mine's not serious? I see unicorns in my dreams.
3: Mm, of course you do.
4: <laughs> Everyone's got a Her big one. had less puppy stickers than yours does. That's what he's saying. <laughs> Uh but did it have the puffy sticker. Did it have the lock that mine has? Mm.
2: That little mm. gold lock with the
3: key to it. Right. ultra secure. And he, he keeps it around his neck on a on a lace. No <laughs> one's getting in my dream journal.
4: <laughs> Except for Brent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> his dream journal isn't really that entertaining. It's just him and RuPaul going on multiple adventures. It's interesting, <laughs> but you know, forgot fun, Bobby actually. Flay. It's
2: me, RuPaul, and Bobby Flay. That's
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> who
2: can make the best gravy i can
3: <laughs> him rupaul bobby flay and El DeBarge in that one it was it was pretty good though it reads well it comes off well you can use those in one of your books if you want to mike yeah, yeah, yeah man i'm writing all this down
2: <laughs> and don't forget the one where denver denver the last dinosaur showed up
3: that is true <laughs> She then realized that she'd been forced by two small men to walk in a forest in the nighttime. Yeah, who
2: hasn't gone through that before? Nope. I mean, you know, nope. two small men walking <laughs> into the woods. If
4: I had a nickel for every time I've been abducted by little people while I was trying to hike in Griffith Park, man, <laughs> I'd be rich. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Give this be over by four. <laughs> no, i kind I'm of <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you bored yet? So they're actually just the, the the Mexican people that sell water up there on the hills, so people don't get thirsty, you know. But <laughs> those those are my little people encounters in the forest.
2: And I was pretending they were abducting me, but still.
4: And I've seen
3: Barney walking behind her, and she's walking to the forest. Though when she called him, he seemed to be in a trance or sleepwalking. The men stood five to. Five feet to five feet four inches tall. <laughs> exactly. Ding ding ding. Red flag. They're, red flag. They were the height of a Tom Cruise, or perhaps a Tom Cruise in platform shoes, <laughs> <laughs> and wore matching blue uniforms with caps similar to those worn by military cadets.
2: I just have one question. One question only. Did they know their altitude at the time? <laughs>
3: the, That's right. It doesn't say if they were on still Earth or in maybe in the inner Earth, so I'm not going to speculate. I they really did, don't. They want didn't have to. an
2: altimeter with them. No, not at the And wasn't working. Time.
3: We don't know. These are, mm. these are those questions that you just, you know, we're going to have to go without.
2: That's a callback to episode one. If you haven't listened, please go back.
3: <laughs> they appeared nearly human with black hair, dark eyes, prominent noses and bluish lips. Their skin was a grayish color. So in the dreams Betty Barney and the men walked up a ramp to the dish shaped object. Betty or Barney and pan, Pancake, if you will. And once inside, Betty and Barney were separated uh, she protested and was told by, by the man that she called the leader that if she and Barney were examined together, it would take much longer to conduct the exams. So she and him were taken to separate rooms. So this starting is still to sound d- like
4: a porno casting call. <laughs>
3: <but keep laughs> this is going. still
4: her dream, right?
3: These are what she dr- had in her dreams. All this. Year. So Betty, Betty then dreamt that a new man, similar to the others, entered to conduct her exam with the leader. Betty called this new man the examiner and said he was nice, calm, all that shit. He spoke to her in English. Uh, He
2: oddly looks like their neighbor, Hank.
3: (laughs) The examiner's (laughs) command of the English language seemed imperfect, and she had difficulty understanding him. The examiner told Betty that he would conduct a few tests to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants. Like, uh, yeah, you got a vagina. We don't. We're going to explore that a little (laughs) bit How about that.
2: (laughs) My name's not Hank.
3: (laughs) So he seated her on a chair. A bright light was shown on her. The man cut off a lock of her hair, examined her eyes, her ears, her teeth, her throat, her hands. He shaved trimmings from her fingernails. And after examining her legs and feet, the man used a dull knife similar to a letter opener to scrape some of her skin onto what resembled a piece of cellophane.
2: This sounds like she was at the OBGYN.
4: I mean, <laughs> like, hey, you don't know. She's getting some weird examination by some. This day. is what we're heading back to once Obamacare gets canceled. <laughs> you know what it's going to be like for women going to get their health checkups? <laughs> it's better for them. They don't know what we do. He then tested her nervous system. Go to the
2: forest for your exam.
3: <laughs> he then tested her nervous system and he thrust a needle into her navel. Which caused your horrible pain, but the leader waved his hand in front of her eyes, and the pain vanished like a Jedi. And thank God he didn't do that beforehand. So, do you think he said,
2: "You know, no pain"? Yeah, probably. And waved his hand as he did it.
3: It's a, it's a given. This really is a Star Wars story. The pre-Star Wars. Hmm.
2: No, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We just didn't know about it
3: yet. That's true, because we know those are the documentaries. It's a
2: documentary.
4: Yeah.
3: The examiner left the room, and Betty engaged in conversation with the "quote unquote" leader. And she picked up a book with rows of strange symbols that the leader said she could take home with her. Which is, you know, that never fucking happens. But here you <laughs> so go. We have so take a and books.
4: This is how yeah. advanced this civilization is. Interstellar travel. Levers and books.
3: We are,
2: we are. Not only are we an advanced civilization still using books, but we're an advanced civ- civilization that does everything to make sure you forget and don't know that we were here. But hey, here's a memento. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she says, where the "What's fuck her are-
4: parting gift, Johnny?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> so and by said- the way,
2: here's a pressed
3: penny. So she says, "Where the fuck are you guys from?" And he. Pulls- I don't think she
2: said where the fuck.
3: No, it, it it it's in quotes. Oh, okay. That I'm making up. She <laughs> says, "What the fuck are you guys from?" And he pulls down a star map that she takes a peek at. And Once again, <laughs> they've got a map like when you were in third grade, in maybe a, or a maybe map it, of the, of the U.S. It doesn't say. like yeah, it didn't it all say, rolled up. <laughs> time out. It didn't say that. It just says he shows her a map. Maybe it was on a wall on a flat screen. Maybe this book wasn't really a book. Maybe it was a. Uh, you know, Little like iPad? an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. And when I see
2: an iPad, I, I think book.
3: Yeah. Or, well, you know, yours is inside a book and she didn't get to, she only got to look at the outside of it and she'd never seen a fucking iPad. You said she picked it up. Yes. She picked it up and he's like, yeah, go ahead. Keep that. Where are you from? Look at this wall. Here's a map. Shows her the fucking map. It's like a bad game show. So they, they're escorting her out and someone sees that she's got the fucking book. They're like, what the fuck are you doing giving her a book?
2: Hold on. Hold on. Glaxon. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah. We do not give the subjects yep. books. Glaxon, didn't
4: we talk about this? So like, he'd, he'd, he'd signed it like a yearbook. You know, yeah. you are too <laughs> cool to be forgotten. That never, kind of thing.
3: Never change
4: <laughs> your friend
3: Glee Clap. No, what would you say, John? <laughs>
2: no, I, 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 I was just doing a skit. Like, oh, okay. Glaxon, didn't didn't we uh, say we we talked we talked about this? Right? We don't get <laughs> what what happened in the Andromeda sector. You remember that? Do you want to repeat <laughs> that? I didn't think so. Stop giving the animals books.
3: <laughs> so they, he tells her he's, like, listen, you can't keep the book. They don't even want you to fucking remember this, but she insisted that no matter what they did, she would one day remember the events. And he's like, oh, okay. So they take him back to their car and send him on their merry fucking way. So without even having to ask you, but I will, what are your thoughts on the, the hill abduction, John? Um the jury's still out. We we have a whole lot more to learn
2: about the hill abduction. Um from what I understand more details come out when they get the hyp- hypnosis done. Uh so uh, although I do sound a bit pessimistic about the the reality of this situation, I want to hear those details.
3: Mike where where are you sitting?
4: I, I'm I'm a little on the fence too, you know. I'm I'm at the point of the story where I feel like there there's probably gonna be some good probing coming up, and that's what part that's the part I want to hear about, you know.
3: I know it was just a dream, I know I didn't have an anal probe, and I know that I am not under alien control. So conspiracy bow, where are you looking?
0: I'm sorry, but I literally haven't been paying any attention, so yeah, there's that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is tough but fair. I am with them like shit happens. Like, I don't think it's suspect that when you have a fucking encounter, you start looking up into UFOs. I also don't think it's suspect that, uh, you would know if someone was between five foot and five foot four. I wouldn't say like, <laughs> how tall is he? Between two foot four and seven foot eight. <laughs> like somewhere. I'm not <laughs> close I'm enough. Bad. I'm bad with measurements. <laughs> like I'm know. not a, me- I'm not a trained measureologist. What do you <laughs> want with me? <laughs> so uh, that's where I'm at. I- I'm, I'm, I'm digging the story. These cats seem like they're, it's out of nowhere. They didn't, they weren't the Looney Tunes people that you're like, well, they're fucking weirdos and they're like oh but did i tell you about the time i got probed on the ship by glue glob and his boys no like they they it was glaxon thank glaxon, you glaxon there you go there was Gloob 11 Gloob of them
4: blur in their language just <laughs>
3: yeah, so yeah, that's that's our word
4: you don't use it
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh I didn't go through the trials of Neepsor for you to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
2: so next week we are going to get deeper into this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. This balls is a, deep.
3: We're gonna get we're gonna get uh, base probe deep. Base of the probe,
4: probe base deep. Painful needle in the navel deep. That's oh, amazing. there
3: it is. Ah, there yes, it is. Yes, yes Mike. Yes. Can
4: you come back next week? I I think I can carve out some time on my <laughs> schedule. Yes.
5: Ah, <laughs> sweet. Awesome.
3: So that's our, our first take. That's the story of the abduction of the hills. Let us know what you think. Let us know through social media. You can find us at hysteria51pod on Twitter, or you can find us on facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. You can also find us at hysteria51.com. If you can't remember any of those social media links, that's where you can find them. You can find past episodes of our show, links to guests such as Mike and his Twitter. And just in case, because we never talk about this, if you want to follow such fine Twitter users as ourselves, you can follow us. You'll find John at GoFoLite1, G-O-F-O-L-I-T-E-1. You'll find me at the Brent Hand, and Mike is at MonkeyWrite, M-O-N-K-E-Y-W-R-I-G-H-T. So you can follow us and let us know how much you love us and shower us with gifts and candy and frango mint chocolates. Turns out I like those. Speaking of
2: showering us with gifts, if you'd like to donate some money to the show and get cool things like t-shirts, patreon.com slash hysteria
4: 51. So I've been Brent. I've been John. I'm still Mike. And he's been Conspiracy Bot.
0: Stay woke, meet sex.
1: Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest or simply seek some truth. We'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've
0: been listening to a fourth-hand joint.